Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am your host, Susie Hunter. And uh, uh, what a treat. We've got Kale Silver producing today. <laughs> 76 days until opening day and just five weeks until spring training right here on this Friday, January 12th. Uh, Kale, how are you doing today? Have you heard about how cold it's going to be here in Denver? I have. It's supposed to be very cold, and I am not ready for it. I'm not ready either, but uh, maybe we'll get some hot takes to warm us up on these cold days. Um, If you watched and or listened on Wednesday, we had Manny Randawa on and then lost contact with him mid-show. So we ended up recording something with him after we signed off on Wednesday. So we've got part two of Manny Randawa's take on what is happening this Rockies offseason And speaking of the Rockies, of course, uh, the Rockies won't get to keep one of our favorite relievers from 2023, but they did tie up some loose ends in terms of players approaching arbitration. Um, And also Ken Rosenthal had the worst take of the year already um, and kind of explained himself. And uh, we're going to tell you why I don't think that was enough. But yeah, first, let's talk about arbitration day. Arb day for short. Uh, That deadline was yesterday, Thursday. Uh, The Rockies did take care of Cal Quantrill first on Wednesday. So he is avoiding arbitration. $6.55 million for the year. Also, okay, so great news. Rockies avoided arbitration with every player that was eligible for it. Uh, So here's how it was all tied up. Lucas Gilbreth, uh, $76,000. That is the lowest amount of all of these. Uh, He missed all of the 2023 season because he had Tommy John during spring training. So we'll see him this year. I think he's ready. I'm sure he's doing everything he can to get ready. He's got a facility where he, like, does all this stuff. That's his offseason. Looking forward to seeing him again. On the mound, not just in the clubhouse. Austin Gomber, $3.15 million. Uh, Peter Lambert, $1.25. This is the second year of arbitration, by the way. And, of course, um, infielder, Brendan Rogers, second year of arbitration, too. $3.2 million. Pretty decent jump from last year, $2.7 million to avoid arbitration. I um, I love when players avoid arbitration because we heard this from Corbin Burns last year. Um, when he went through the arbitration process, it gets kind of ugly. Like teams will kind of say some not so nice things about you to justify not paying these guys as much as they want to make. So arbitration can definitely get ugly. Uh, not a ton of players speak out about it. But one did last year, and it, it was absolutely fascinating. But, yeah, there, there are hard feelings in arbitration, and we don't want that. We don't want that. Justin in the chat. Hello, hello. I saw Johnny hopping in there. Hello, Johnny. Nice to see you. All right. We are we're cruising today. We've got, like, a fun little show, a little bit of Rockies news. Um, February 23rd at 1.10 p.m. is the first time you can see the Rockies play at Salt River Fields. Um, 
you know, just a little bit of planning. Brent Suter. Okay, this is the reliever that I'm talking about. Brent Suter will not be coming back to the Rockies in 2024. He is signed with the Reds. So we're going to miss him. He was such a great personality and also a great pitcher. Loved hearing the Jurassic Park theme every time he went out into the mound and also loved what he was able to accomplish out on the mound at elevation during a really tough season for the Rockies. We get a lot of questions. Next topic. We get a lot of questions about what is going on with the Rockies TV deal because we are, again, five weeks away from spring training and typically a handful of these games are broadcasted on whatever the regional sports network is. So people are getting kind of concerned. Where Where is this Rockies TV deal? Um, I want to mention uh, Patrick Saunders' article in the Denver Post from Sunday. He kind of covered a lot of this and uh, he's... He's, he's on to something here, but he did talk to Bill Schmidt, general manager of the Rockies. Um, and this is from the article. While several clubs plan to reduce payroll this season as the TV landscape shifts, Bill Schmidt told the Denver Post, that is not our plan. So apparently there is no plan to reduce payroll. A bunch of other teams are planning on reducing payroll for this season because there is so much up in the air. You just have to imagine a new deal is coming soon. Because pitcher and pitchers and catchers, again, reporting in about a month. Spring training starts in five weeks. We got to get this stuff going. We simply have to. Uh, Kale, I am so excited that I have an ad read that I can sing. Do you? 800-588-2300. Empire Today. That's our newest sponsor, by the way. We're so excited to work with Empire Today. Um, They are the OG. I mean, not just in, like, good theme songs that, like, I am nostalgic of from my childhood, but also they... uh, kind of revolutionize this model but you can schedule an estimate with them and they will figure out all of your flooring needs you can get that shop at home convenience and get the right product for your needs with quick and professional installation and price match guarantee so important in this economy so empire today is still the best place to get new flooring of course there are so many copycats they've been doing this for a long time many people copy it no one has actually replicated it because they are the best at knowing the flooring that needs to be in your home, in your situation. So yeah, they've got a virtual floor designer. They've got professional installers that will come in and put everything in. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners receive a $350 discount when they use promo code DNVR. Some restrictions do apply, but see empiretoday.com slash DNVR for details. Kale, how did I do? 10 out of 10. No notes. (laughs) Thank you. No notes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm um, the call that we were on with them like when they we love doing calls with like you know sponsors when they sign on with us I was like am I allowed to sing the song they were like we actually would love it if you did, did that you weirdo thanks um, all right another of our favorites Breck Distillery I'm going up to Breck in a couple of weekends uh, hopefully I don't lose my phone again but because I, I lost it literally right outside of Breck Distillery um, Breck Distillery. They've got a vodka commemorating the first white alternate Broncos helmets. They've got something they like to call the world's highest distillery. Um, and it's a distillery you can go in 
and you can take a tour. You can learn about how they make their award-winning spirits. You can eat at their award-winning restaurant. You can drink their show-stopping cocktails. It is an experience that you just can't miss. They also do this thing where if you're a guest at the distillery, you can blend your own whiskey. Imagine having your own whiskey. So cool. Yeah, you can try Breck Distillery products at our, well, I guess we don't, no more Broncos tailgates. That's, that's, that part of the season's gone. Uh, you can always have some Breck Distillery spirits right here at the DNVR bar at all of our watch parties. Make sure you grab a taster, but Breckenridge Distillery products are available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. I pray anywhere. Empire today. All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit you with this uh, Manny Rendao interview in just a second. Here's what happened, by the way. So Manny was a guest on the show. We lost contact with him mid-show as people saw go down live on YouTube. That's why we do these shows live because you never know what's gonna happen. It turns out he uh, knew that his laptop was kind of on its last legs. So, like, the laptop just died forever. Died, dead, RIP, right in the middle of the show. So he actually knew that this was going to happen. He already had gotten a new laptop that he just hadn't set up yet. So he set up the new laptop. We recorded something after the show signed off. Um, but we needed to we needed to finish our, our conversation with Manny. I just couldn't leave it on a cliffhanger. Couldn't leave all those thoughts unsaid on the show, on the pod. But, Kale, are we ready all right, so here is um, part two of our conversation with Manny Randawa of MLB.com um, about what he sees in this Rockies offseason. Take Joining the pod now is Manny Randawa of MLB.com. He is also the author of The Blake Street Bombers, which is about our favorite Rockies ever, The Blake Street Bombers. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We are really here to talk about Todd Helton and his Hall of Fame campaign. Manny has been working tirelessly on Twitter. Uh, and we were talking about this on Wednesday's show. We had a disconnect with technology. Uh, so we're just going to kind of finish it up here. But I wanted to read you some tweets that I've seen, like even just today, about Todd Helton. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, ready okay. You're, he's so ready. I, I love it. Um, this is from Walter Maselli. If Todd Helton does not get into the Hall of Fame because you're saying the ball carries in Colorado, then other players should not get in based on ballparks they played in because some ballparks are easy to hit in or easy to hit a home run. What What do you think of this argument? On principle, it's, he's right um, because uh, the classic example, I guess, is Yankee Stadium, the short porch in right field. Uh, Jose Altuve has hit a lot of home runs, uh, and, and many of them have come thanks to the Crawford boxes in left field that are barely 300 feet away, I think. Um, so, you know, I, I remember Carlos Gonzalez when he was with the Rockies, to, you know, he, he and Altuve are tight cause they're, you know, they're both from Venezuela. They're close mm -hmm. friends. And he said, yeah, Altuve tells me, you know, on the road, he tries to hit 400 at home. He tries to pop the ball up to left field. So they can mm. get the ball over the fence um, as pop-up goes over the fence. So um, those are a couple of examples. Uh, you know, there are other ballparks that are, you know, the Green Monster at Fenway. There are some places that you could look at and say quirky ballparks, um, you know, the, the, the whole meme gimmick ballpark, you know. Um, well, that's part of the beauty of baseball is that every ballpark is different. There's not, it's not, 
it's not football. It's not, it's not basketball. It's not hockey. It's not, there's no regulation other than 60 feet, six inches, 90 feet around the bases. Um, but Coors is, is just the easiest one to pick on because it's altitude and it's a great meme, you know, Coors is, mm-hmm. it's easy. And so it's a, it's a good argument. Um, it's, it's, it's varying degrees and it's different aspects of it. Like some is like, you know, some are like the distance of the fence, but some is just air, you know, course field. Um, and some ballparks just play really lively with their climate. So I think that's a good argument, but it has to be, you have to take it with within context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that you said, yeah, it's a good argument on principle and we should be principled in this voting. Am I right? We have, um, this was actually a reply to that tweet, but another kind of similar argument from at Costa Rican surf, uh, Todd Helton's road game OPS is better than quite a few hall of famers overall OPS. So that course field thesis is just a convenient excuse by fans, quote unquote fans who are too lazy to do any research. What do you say to, to that one? Uh, not in, not in so many words, but I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a lazy argument to say course and then be done with it. And I think too many people do that. I think, um, particularly, particularly on the East coast where there are some great riders, but they just don't watch players here or haven't seen, you know, over the years, never watched these players that come up for hall of fame voting now. And, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, 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 it's hard, but now it's easier, easier than ever because we have more stats than ever and more park adjusted stats and more era adjusted stats than ever to, you know, look at these guys in a new light, just do that homework. And if you come away from that homework, look on a guy like Helton, if you come away from that homework and you say, um, you know what, I just still don't think he makes it. Okay. All right. But if you don't do the homework, you know, I don't know what to say Uh, with Walker. It's a little harder because he was such a, he was much closer to a slam dunk Hall of Famer, in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he literally had the same war as Derek Jeter in 700 fewer games. He produced the same value. So, like, there was there were numbers that really went to um, into Walker's case, where it's like even if you, if you did the research, you would see that he was Hall of Famer. With Helton, it's like it depends on your like how strict you are about who gets in. But yeah, research if you you got to do the work, and I think that's the biggest problem in Hall of Fame voting is that not enough people do it. That is, I loved the point you made. We have the stats now. We have the technology. We have all of these sites that just give us all of this information. We can pick out what, essentially like what he would have been like if he didn't play at Coors. Uh, and it's fascinating. And I wish, I wish more people would take advantage of those resources. And I do agree. I think a lot of the East Coast writers, they just don't see the Rockies enough to to just know what the Rockies are all about. Do you think that that could potentially get better now that every team has to play every team every season? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Um, you know, it's I don't I don't know. You know, it'll take a few years of it before people start to really get a feel for players they hadn't seen before because you know usually you see um, a team that you wouldn't have seen otherwise like once every other year in your home ballpark. But of course, these riders travel with their team, so they'll see when they come to Coors, and they'll see it for themselves with 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 Coors Field. Um, I remember uh, Rhett Bollinger, the Twins writer for us, uh, MLB.com. He when he came out, he came to Coors for the first time last year, and uh, he got the Coors experience, a full Coors experience. Man, he it was like seventeen to fifteen or whatever, <laughs> and I was like, hey man, you got what you know? 
everybody, you know, who comes here for you know first time or doesn't come here often should at least see get the course experience. It's frustrating. It's a crazy ballpark, but it's sanctioned by Major League Baseball. It's a it's a Major League ballpark. It's you, you have to you have to put the work in to see how good a player was who played for the Colorado Rockies. Because uh, if you don't, then you're basically saying that Rockies players just aren't going to get into the Hall of Fame. We're just yeah, not going to we're just we, not going to put them in. We can't let that happen is all I was going to say, but I'm sorry. I totally interrupted you. What were, what was your last no, word there? That's it. I mean, we, we can't, it's just, it's really wrong if you have a preconceived bias against Rockies players, because of course field, you have to go and get your, get your uh, finger, get your fingernails into the dirt and actually like unearth some of the, the actual uh, numbers to show. And, and it's not really hard to do. People put them out there. Jay Jaffe mm-hmm. does a great job at fan graphs. He, he has he created his own system of Hall of Fame worthiness, you know, Jaws. I mean, it, it, it tells you, you know, based on uh, a combination of career war and seven year peak war, whether you belong. And Helton, according to that, has really stacks up well. So um, I, I think the resources are there. You just got to look. You just got to look. I I want to look, you know, instead of we've been talking about Helton, I want to look to the future of the Rockies uh, in terms of how. Wh- I'm going to reference Thomas Harding here. What's on your heart in terms of what the Rockies have done so far this offseason? Uh, that's a great way to put it. That's exactly what Thomas would say. He, <laughs> uh, he, he actually said that to me a couple of days ago, I think. And it it's was his like, go-to. I love it. And it's like, you know what? It's wonderful. You know, what is on your heart today? Um, sometimes he just says that when he doesn't know what he wants to talk about. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Rockies are... They just signed Jacob Stallings, veteran catcher, yesterday or a couple days ago, and um, Dakota Hudson, right-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. They need pitching. I mean, uh, this is a team. The bottom line is, this is a team that doesn't know what it is yet. There's no identity. Young players still trying to get their bearings at the major league level. There, um, I mean, we saw a couple of great performances last year nolan jones in particular was just fantastic and ezekiel tovar showed he's a big league shortstop every day shortstop and he's i think only going to get better so there's two guys that are in your plan who else Uh, Um, don't forget brenton doyle who uh, walked away from the season with a gold glove yes brenton doyle best arm in the game one of the best gloves in the game Mm -hmm. um got a hit and if he can hit um enough to justify having him out there he's going to be out there so he could mm-hmm. certainly be a part of the long-term future here too. Um, but beyond beyond a few guys like that, I mean, you really don't know what you have, mainly because all the pitchers got hurt last year, even the younger ones, even guys in the minor leagues mm-hmm. who were coming up got hurt. So this offseason, I think, is what last offseason was supposed to be, which is there's nothing to do other than put a major league, put put a, put bodies out there. We need, so, we need bodies who can throw pitches. That's what we exactly. need to see in Colorado exactly because right. we, don't, yes. we just don't have enough arms right now. Yes, that's it. Um, position player wise, you've got young players who are trying to establish themselves and it'll take a year, another year or two to determine which of those guys is going to be part of the long term solution here. Um, it's not until you get those guys set that you can decide what your identity is and then add free agents and add around it to create a winner, uh, a team that can actually compete for the postseason. That was supposed to be last year. That, that process was supposed to take a big leap forward because of injuries. It didn't. And so I'm not surprised nor nor do i think it's a bad thing the rockies haven't done much because uh what are you going to do when you don't really know what you have now um so 
the Stallings thing, you got to have a backup catcher. It's probably a good fit. I spoke with him yesterday. He's um, he's a gold glover and he's a guy who's defense first. He's not, he's not even a league average hitter, but um, he is, you know, the guy holds a record for most consecutive games without a pass ball. That was the record Johnny Bench had that he broke two years ago. And Damn. he's a guy that he's, he's defensively a very good uh, catcher has worked with a lot of young pitchers from in Pittsburgh and Miami the last, uh, his whole career. He caught every pitch he said of, of Sandy Alcantara's Cy Young season. So he, He's worked with young pitching, and that's a, he got to do that here. And he has ideas about how to flip the script on mentality for these guys and how they pitch at Coors Field. So that he may end up being a really good sign as a backup catcher. Uh, we'll see what Hudson brings to the table. Um, but again, you need you said it perfectly. You need bodies that can throw pitches off of a major a major league mound and get you through a season. They're gonna they're gonna lose 100 games again or something close to that um, next year. But if you can take a step forward in knowing what you've got and have have more guys emerge like Nolan Jones did and Ezekiel Tovar did, then you are a lot closer at this time next year to determining a window of contention and what kind of free agency you need to bring in here to augment the young core. Well, well said, Manny. Well said. Um, uh, if you were to make a prediction now, what, what do you think this Rocky season looks like record-wise? coming up yeah they're gonna lose um i think they're gonna lose at least 90 games Oof. and oh. and I, I yeah they're just the the pitching they're not gonna have herman marquez or antonio Sensatella for most if not all of next season mm-hmm. uh, that's brutal so yeah. you got kyle freeland austin gomber you don't know what you're gonna get from austin gomber and then question mark question mark question mark question mark question mark and then the bullpen so mm-hmm. They need more bodies between now and and again, I'm like I said, they have to fill out a roster yeah. in terms of having <laughs> enough guys who can actually pitch and get you through a season. Um, and Bud Black has, I think, uh, is he's good at this, and I think he has has embraced this um, idea of I'm like a father trying to shepherd these kids, and I'm trying to get them, you know, established at the big league level, and hopefully be a part of the next phase for the Rockies. Um, where they actually start to show results, but it's not going to be 2024. Yeah. So, okay. So in your eyes, we're looking at a little bit better, but we're still looking, we're still going to watch a team that's working stuff out next year. Exactly. And, and, and you have to go through these things. This is a painful reality. You have to go through these processes because if you don't, you can't get to where you want to go. The Rockies should have done, in my opinion, they should have blown this thing up after Nolan left or an auto left because as soon as he left, I feel like Trevor story was out the door too. Mm-hmm. And um, snowball effect. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? You should have just trade story at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, if he get more value before he hurt his arm. And then basically the, his trade value went down and they, they didn't trade. And then they didn't end up trading him because they didn't like the, the offers that they were getting behind, uh, for ret- in return mm-hmm. because everyone was worried about story's arm. So if you had blown it up three years earlier, where would we be now? Um, that's the question. Yeah. One of those sliding door moments in Denver sports history. Um, Nolan, who? I'm sorry. I just haven't heard of that man. I just know Nolan Jones. That's all. The only one that matters around here now, now is Nolan Jones. And you know what? I'm telling you, that guy, I think he has the potential to be a superstar, not a star, a superstar. Um, he's a I guy that. that he's a guy that he has all the tools. We know that six, four can run. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was telling him last year before the Blake Street Bombers reunion that he should talk to Larry Walker because he's basically he's built like Walker. He runs like Walker, not as fast, but he's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. He can hit for power. He can run. If he can cut down on the strikeouts, I mean, he could be. He's not going to be probably Walker, but he can be similar um, mm-hmm. for the Rockies. And I mean, when he learns to play the outfield, wow, watch out! I mean, he played. I mean, he had the he taught, he set a record for most assists by a Rockies outfielder last year, and he doesn't even know how to play the outfield really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. First time so, last year. First time ever. Yeah. He's an infielder by trade, so he when he learns that, he's going to be even better. He hit 20 homers and stole 20 bases in a limited. He came up in May. So mm-hmm. this is a 30-30 guy waiting to happen, if not better. So I think he's – the Rockies, I think, have a gem in him. We'll see what he does in his sophomore season. We saw what happened to Story. He just totally had a terrible second year because pitchers adjusted to him. So he's going to have to make the counter adjustments, and that'll that'll determine whether he becomes that star or not. But Story did it, um, and we'll see if Nolan Jones can do it. If he can get through this season and, and we still see see him as a future star, I think he'll be one. All right. Yeah. This is, this will be a big season in terms of watching all of these players that could be the future of the Rockies, but uh, Manny, where can we, the children, as Thomas and I referred to them, the The children children. are are coming and, and they are the future and the Rockies have to cultivate that. And, and they got a good manager for it. You know, the people who say, but this is Bud Black's fault are way off. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bud Black, he, he did what he did with what he had to work with. He took them to the postseason. They they over overachieved in 27 and 18 and 18 to get to the postseason. And he's the first manager to take them to back-to-back postseasons. Since then, it's just been a train wreck. And it's not, I don't, it's really not his fault. So mm-hmm. um, now he's had to tra- transition from I'm managing to get to the postseason to I'm managing to to get these kids to a place where maybe they can start competing for the postseason. It's going to be fascinating to watch no matter what. But, uh, Mandy, please tell us where we can follow all of your amazing work. Because you don't just tweet about Todd Halton. You actually do real writing for MLB.com. <laughs> yeah, MLB.com um, and is where to go. Uh, and also, um, at Manny on MLB, I'll tweet my stuff out there on, or, or on Twitter or X or whatever it is today. I can't call it X. It's still Twitter.com, so I refuse. I will die on this hill I like the tweet. old lady I am. <laughs> I still call them tweets. I still refer to it as Twitter. I don't think I can. I can refer to it as anything, anything else. But okay, uh, I'm glad we're. I'm so glad we're on the same page here, and I'm so glad you took the time to join the pod today, Manny. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of this off season. You do the same thing. Thanks, Susie. See you soon. Production note: You can totally see the difference in the camera quality in that interview versus from his old laptop that literally died during Wednesday's show. It's pretty funny to me. Maybe go back and look at it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> this is how we get views. No, guys. All right, let's speak. I get to sing so many theme songs. Bacchus and Shanker. Listen, when you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker is here to help because Bacchus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years, and you're not paying them a dime until they win money in your case. So you can give them a call, find out if you even have a case. That's also free. But they've done this a lot. They've won more than a billion dollars for their clients here in Colorado. And they've got a huge crew, more than 30 lawyers, more than 100 staff. Listen, you're getting your money. So 
Bacchus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycles, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Give them a call at all two lows, two, 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 to find out if you have a case for free because Bacchus and Shanker wins. Okay. Uh, let's also mention our friends at game time. Yeah, I'm already looking up tickets for spring training. I'm already looking up tickets for the Rockies this season. I used game time all last season. As you, I mean, if you see on social media, if I have an off day covering the Rockies, I'm probably going to attend a Rockies game. Uh, and I want to do it for cheap. So I'm going to go to game time because you can get up to 60% off last minute deals. And... Yeah, maybe you're trying to sneak out for some playoff games for someone else's NFL team. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you're doing, GameTime is the, it's truly the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. They have a, what do we call it? A game time guarantee. You'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So there's actually no risk. I know like that's something I kind of worry about. I'm like, oh, what if another app has a better price? You're not going to find a better price. And if you do, they're going to fix it for you. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app right now. Create an account and use code DNVR. That's going to score you 20% off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, step one, create an account. Use code DNVR. You're going to get $20 off game time. Download it. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, I've got a new segment, Kale. It's called Here, Here's Why You're Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I realized I'm like, you know what? I love calling out other journalists when I think they're like very wrong. Like you have to be really wrong for me to like really get up in here. But Ken Rosenthal is getting dragged on Twitter. And honestly, rightfully so. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, we've got the headline up from that athletic article. Rosenthal. Wander Franco situation shows the risk in investing long-term in players in their early 20s. All right. We're going to rant about this. Twitter is dragging this man, okay? Here's the thing. He's getting a lot of shit for it, and he wasn't expecting it. So he actually clarified. He, he, he gave us a little more context on his show Foul Territory earlier today, but he didn't apologize. He just kind of explained himself. Here's the thing. This is an age where people are probably only going to read the headline. Honestly, if you read the headline, that's upsetting enough. If you read the story, that's concerning enough for a lot of other reasons. So, I mean, looking at that headline, I initially read it as, is Ken Rosenthal saying the Tampa Bay Rays are the victim in the Wander Franco case? Because I'm pretty sure there is a real-life victim, an actual teenage girl, a literal child, who is the victim in this situation. Wanda Franco hasn't been convicted of anything yet, but he has sanctions on, I mean, yeah, he's been to court in the Dominican Republic. There's a lot going on in this right now. I guess all of this is alleged, but okay. Yeah, this is just like, this totally missed the mark. So a lot of people only read the headline. You need to be aware of that, especially when you're writing a headline. The other thing is, so he compares the Wander Franco situation 
with like Fernando Tatis. So Padres fans are actually kind of mad about this because it's like these are very different situations. One of them is accused of a very horrible crime and the other just kind of like dicks around and like rides a moped when he's not supposed to or like just you know he's goofing around he uh, it's it's a little bit of a problem but so he writes in this opinion piece i'm gonna like just kind of break down his explanation of all of this so he said on his show today that he writes opinions and people have a right to their opinion on his opinion but he's realizing there was a disconnect in what he wanted to say versus how it was received and at least he does recognize that that is on him as the communicator the burden of explaining yourself is on you the communicator so he said that's on me that's a poor job to some degree for not making himself more clear he just wanted to point out the risk of big contracts for these very young adults these guys don't have fully formed frontal lobes yet. Like, obviously, you know, there are a lot of 20-year-olds who don't make the best decisions. Um, uh, but I don't know. I've been 20 before, and I haven't committed any heinous crimes. So that's on, that's on you guys. Uh, but, yeah, he never, like, apologized. And I feel like he maybe should because you're talking about this case. This is a very serious case with a real victim whose life is really altered forever because of this. I'm like, the biggest takeaway from this story is not what's happening to the Tampa Bay Rays. I think that's why I'm the most upset about this Ken Rosenthal situation. It's, you know, I normally like Ken Rosenthal. I, you know, no one's perfect, but I think normally he has really good coverage. This one missed the mark for me a lot, big time. Uh, Will in the chat. All right. I think you've got, uh, is that a quote from the story? You can't give 20-year-olds long-term contracts because they might be someone who commits assault. Is that a quote from the story or is that just you summarizing it in? Yeah, I think he's paraphrasing. Okay. I was going to say, I'm like, you're dumb. I'm like, I hope you're paraphrasing because if not, I missed that part. But yeah, that is kind of what he said. You can't you can't give out these big contracts because you don't know how this person is going to turn out as a human being off the field. I'm like, I don't think that, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point, but I think you could have made that point without uh, bringing in someone who's accused of a horrible act of sexual assault into it. What a what a wild time to be on baseball Twitter, everyone. What a wild time. So, yeah, also update on Wander Franco. What is going on? Um, a judge in the Dominican Republic last week ruled that uh, Franco is free to leave the country, but he has to return to court once a month, like on the 30th of every month, uh, and has to appear before authorities in the Dominican Republic. So he can leave the country, but he has to like come back once a month and check in. Here's the thing, though. So this is also this is from another Ken Rosenthal story who has been really on top of the developments on this. Apparently, uh, the United States could revoke Wander Franco's visa on the grounds that he could be considered a threat to public safety based on the allegations against him. And apparently one immigration lawyer said, barring full exoneration in this case where it comes out that it like. Okay, so basically this immigration lawyer said, like, unless, like, this case just totally gets wiped clear because it comes out that this is all made up, uh, which seems unlikely, it seems unlikely that he's coming back to the United States. So he might not even be physically allowed to come into the country because of what is going on in this case. 
So yeah, the and the yeah, poor Tampa Bay Rays for having to deal with that. No, that is not the Rays are not the victim. All right. Hey Albert in the chat. Good to see you. Good to see everyone in the chat. Thanks so much for for hanging out on a Friday evening, wherever you're watching from. We appreciate it. Uh, some other baseball headlines. Jordan Hicks signs with the Giants, and apparently he's going to be a starting pitcher now. Four years, four four years, forty-four million dollars, according to Jeff Passan. Um, listen, starters, okay. Apparently he's a starter now. Does it matter? I don't know. Starters don't even go that deep into games anymore, so does it really make a difference? If this will prevent some bullpen games, which I've decided are my new least favorite thing in baseball, then fine, whatever. Does the rest of the National League West have to be concerned? I'm not, like, terribly worried. All right. Hey, some old friends in the news. Yency Almonte, our old friend, former Rocky, has been traded to the Cubs. He was traded to Chicago along with infielder Michael Bush. I, I'm so sad because I love that we got to see Yency every time the Dodgers came to town. An all-time great dude. Um, but the crazy thing is, is that him getting traded to the Cubs booted another former Rocky. Uh, you might remember just a few days ago, the Cubs uh, picked up Brian Servan on waivers. Uh, but the Cubs had to DFA him because they had to make room on the 40-man for these two new players that they acquired. So they could trade him. They could just put him back on waivers. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild stuff. What was that voice? <laughs> Peter in the chat, thanks for joining. Having a great day because we've got fun stuff to talk about. I love this. All right, so Marcus Stroman, one of those big pitching free agents, has signed with the Yankees. So yet another starter that we won't get, that we weren't getting in the first place. John Boy found a video of Stroman on Nickelodeon, like from his childhood. Kayla, are we allowed to show this or will we get sued? It's, it's super old. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was on the show Figure It Out. And he ended up winning a prize because Amanda Bynes got slimed. I'm not really sure what the rules were in this particular like game. We're going to play it a little bit. There he is, Marcus Stroman. Like so little. He's like so excited. He's so hype. Absolutely adorable. And of course, Amanda Bynes, who is, uh, you know, maybe having a tough adulthood right now. But my goodness, she was the biggest star of our childhood. Um, yeah, Marcus Stroman, as a child, was on TV and won a $100 gift card to Toys R Us. Uh, I thought that was adorable. First of all, what a blast from the past. I probably saw that episode when it aired. What a find. What a freaking find. I love it. I love it. We should. Um, uh, all right. Speaking of some tweets. Oh, yeah. Shout out to John Boy, by the way, for tracking that video down. I, I, I love it. All right. We've got a uh, tweets of the week. I have one tweet. I have just one tweet. It's from um, Bleacher Report walk off. The Dodgers have spent nearly as much as the other 29 MLB teams combined this offseason. The Dodgers have spent about $1.2 billion this offseason, and the rest of the field, little more than $1.2 billion. That is wild to me. So much money. Also, the fact that the Dodgers have like put together more than one deferred contract, <laughs> I, I feel like... I just feel like this can't end well. I feel like 
it can't, this can't turn out well for the Dodgers. Something's going to happen. You can't just, you, you can't just defer all this money. I, I know you can, but I have a bad feeling about it. So there we go. Um, hey, if you're watching MLB Network today, first of all, Cole Tucker was on MLB Network today because they have all this live coverage going on from Arizona for the Dream Series, which is meant to um, uh, it's meant to encourage more African-American kids to get into baseball. And there's this really cool thing that they do in Arizona. But Cole Tucker, great dude, came on uh, Hot Stove today. And he was like, I see so much of myself in these kids. And he just wanted to come out and be a part of it because it, he wanted to make sure like these kids like had someone who was telling them to keep going, to keep grinding, what you're doing is worth it. And also we like learned so much about, I mean, I learned a little bit about his childhood and his life that I don't think I've seen before, but he was talking about how his dad had played some minor league baseball and he, like his dad had told Cole and his brother, like, Hey, listen, like I have it and you guys have what I have. And you guys, if you work hard, you can make it far in baseball if that's what you want to do. So he, they committed to that grind at a young age. And apparently, you know, they didn't have to get like jobs in high school or like they weren't given too, too many chores because they really wanted these kids to focus on baseball. And as long as they were grinding, they didn't have to go out and get like one of those part-time jobs. That was the only good thing on MLB Network today. Uh, they've been doing these specials where it's like the top 10 of each position, but today they were airing the shortstop episode. And of course they start off the show, Ezekiel Tovar, not on anyone's list. Not on the list, barely missed in their words. Um, despite his, you know, 2.5 war, despite playing at course Field pretty much every day, the only days that he missed were when his son was born. So he, uh, if he didn't have a son or if he had a son on an off day, he probably could have played every single game. Um, all right. The analytics dude in Monfort's basement. Um, again, that is like the best Twitter username. Twitter username. Am I on Twitter right now? I'm on YouTube right now. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, thanks for picking out a, a player for us just to realize he signed with the Rays. <laughs> What a struggle. What a struggle. Let's, before we go, I do want to mention our good, good friends, our OG craft beer fam, Breckenridge Brewery. I think the beer of the month is still the Christmas ale, technically. Kale, do you know? We don't know. We don't know. I think it is. I think we're just leaning into the Christmas ale until like we run out of it. I don't know. But that's the beer of the month right now. It is. I love the Christmas ale. And right now it's $6 at the DNVR bar, 7% ABV. Get after it, fam. It's the weekend. Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion. No better way to catch, no better way to watch a game. Maybe no better way to enjoy the cold weather happening outside this weekend than with a nice little Breck Brew in your hand. They have been doing this in Colorado for more than 33 years. Don't forget about their Avalanche Amber Ale, the Mile High City Golden Ale, the Broncos Country Pale Ale, the Funslinger, and the Good Company Hard Seltzer. Head to breckbrew.com, use the beer locator to find a brew near you. I love all the conversation that we had going on in the chat today. Thanks for hanging with me. I appreciate it. Kale, what's on your heart after listening to all of this baseball and Rockies news? I am just hoping that Todd Helton gets into the Hall of Fame.
That is our big concern right now. Until January 23rd, that is the one thing at the top of my mind. We're going to have a party here at the DNVR bar, by the way. We are working on planning it. But January 23rd, 3 p.m., we are going to watch the Hall of Fame announcement. And hopefully we hear Todd Helton's name called on MLB Network at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Party starts at three, right here at the DMVR bar. Uh, we've had Nuggets takeover on Sunday, which I completely forgot about, which I like already had tickets to, by the way. Is it sold out? It's a good thing you had tickets. It sold out <laughs> over a month ago. Yeah, so like we've been and sold out for like a month and a half. That's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. It's, uh, I don't know if I've ever personally attended an NBA game that, that, that is that early in the day. It's like an, it, I feel like I'm going to a baseball game. Yeah, it's like a matinee. It's fun. <laughs> it's a matinee. I love it. Um, uh, so, yeah, guys, if you want to watch the Nuggets game here on Sunday, um, it's a nice early game. Get some day drinking in. Get a Christmas ale. Sounds good. Um, we're going to be back. Um, the show will be back Tuesday at 12.15. We're going to have Katie Wu on. I know I said that she was going to be on today. We had to push it to Tuesday. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'll give you a little teaser clip to make up for it. But Katie Wu will be on. She always has a amazing insight. We're also going to talk about more of the Rockies TV deal watch, what other teams are doing, what we think the Rockies are doing. Maybe we'll have news by then. Maybe the Rockies will have announced what is going on with their broadcast rights. But yeah, we've got some got some weather here in Denver coming this weekend. We've got like Jim Cantori doing live shots from your neighborhood level weather. Like it's going to be so cold for like 84 straight hours. It's supposed to be below zero wind chills. So from like midnight tonight until Tuesday, I don't know. How I'm going to come in here on Tuesday if it's that cold. Yeah, it's supposed to be really cold. I'm going on a ski trip next week and it's supposed to be like negative 30 wind chill <laughs> on the mountain. So I'm super stoked for that. Um, I actually like genuine question like how how do you how do, how how do you do that <laughs> how do you <laughs> how do you be outside yeah, when it's like that you just bundle up you just bundle up uh the good news is there's supposed to be lots of snow that's good that's always good I have to say like when I was a like a morning news reporter like yeah it would be below zero for our snow live shots and uh, like the second they're done it's like I just have to get back in the car have to I I can't hang in the cold yet i keep choosing to live places that get really cold um uh, ooh, will in the chat it's going to reach a high of minus what does that say minus four on sunday no please i'm y'all will not catch me outside oh, except you will i have to go to this nuggets game that i already bought tickets for I'll take highest offer if you're looking for tickets. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to the game. Um, send us your hottest takes, though, to keep us warm during this very cold, cold snap. And we'll share the best ones on Tuesday. How does that sound? I think it sounds pretty fun. Pack it up the laptop. I am going to get out of here. But, Kale, where can we follow you on social media? Uh, just Kale Sorbo with two L's on Twitter. With two L's. Guys, you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And uh, you can find all the latest Rockies news, chatter, gossip, and more at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. And Kale, you know what I always say about closing out a podcast? What do you say, Suze? Fuck it. We ball, fam. We will be back here at 1215 Mountain Time on Tuesday right here on the DNVR Sports YouTube channel. See you then. We all silly like the mayor.